Radio Free Cybertron. Transformers. Rewind. This week on Transformers Rewind, it's Blast from the Past. A trip to Dino Drive proves fateful as the animatronic dinosaurs go insane. Ratchet and Bumblebee combine their powers to create an electromagnetic pulse. Hey, let me give you guys a boost! The EMP, when combined with Sari's AllSpark key, does strange things to the Dinobots. I don't know what went wrong. I'm absolutely certain that Meg... Uh, my assistant and I thought of everything. I'll have to see what went wrong, take them apart, pull out the wiring and circuitry. Isn't that a bit extreme? Well, they're just machines. And without more substantial robotics for my own body, my prospects are grim, locked in this... Lamenting of his situation and curious why Sari's AllSpark key was activated, Megatron finds the Dinobots to be sentient. So, the Autobots did not destroy you. What did they do? He convinces the Dinobots that they must seek revenge and attack the Autobots. They feed on your fossils. They seek your extinction. You must destroy them. Car and trucks, bad! Car robots, worse! Don't these things ever learn? Cars and trucks, bad! Apparently they learn to talk. Remembering the lesson from Dino Drive, the Autobots lure the Dinobots to some tar pits. Dinobots destroy Carbots! Destroy black sticky stuff! Optimus Prime and Professor Sumdak decide to deactivate and destroy the Dinobots, but Prowl feels that there is more to them. Just mindless machines. Cars and trucks Nature. Good. Stupid nature. With Prowl's assistance, the Dinobots escape to their very own Dinobot Island and we discover that they are more than meets the eye. I like the episode, but... There's not much going on in it. 
but it, yeah. it, but it, for being the Dinobots, yeah. But it, it it's it's the introduction of the Dinobots, and it, it happens so differently than the Dinobots were introduced, as we would expect. So differently, though, than the Dinobots sort of were introduced in G1. The, back then, they were like a science experiment for um, Will Jack, and this their science experiment for uh, Professor Sumdak. <laughs> I think there's a lot of subtle similarities between the two in that way, though, in that... I mean, they were they started out as you know experiment as sort of you know as sort of like a museum display, and then you know got amped up um, you know whereas it, I mean yeah the Autobots built them as just sort of a fun project, um, but you know Megatron built these as sort of prototypes for his new body in in this episode yeah and then they get amped up even more which is what happens you know at the end of um, by the key, basically the kind of sort of electromagnetic key combination amps them up even more and gives them, you know... I, I thought that was life. a great scene when Bumblebee and Ratchet make like an EMP from like their two attacks. Let's combine electricity and magnetism as though it's not the same thing. And... <laughs> I mean, I think the key difference between this one and SOS Dinobots, though, is that in broad strokes, um, the reason the Dinobots are the way they are and can do what they do in animated essentially makes sense within the story. Whereas in SOS Dinobots, Wheeljack goes, I know, small brains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if we need is some robot dinosaurs? What if I make them fucking stupid? You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's totally a Wheeljack flaw, though, in the sense that it's like, he would try to make them so like, you know, they, they were, and then and still mess it up and like, a subtle way, you know, as as Wheeljack is prone to do. But uh, but no, I mean, I think I think the moments are there. Um, in particular, um, at the end, where you know, where what is it with Primes and Dinobots? Because they <laughs> hate them. It's like you know, as those Dinobots, Optimus is like, we're gonna seal them in a cave, and we never want to see them again. And then in this one, Prime's like, yeah, we should melt them down. Yeah. You know? He's like, I think they're just too dangerous to live. I'm like, man, what do these Optimuses have? Like, well, to be fair, it's like in the in the G1 cartoon, it's kind of monstrous. But in animated, as far as he knows, they're just theme park animatronics yeah. that have gotten up. Right, yeah. Yeah. But still, even Prowl's like, I don't know, I just sense some Yeah, well, that's because Prowl gets it. And that's why Prowl's like, I, I actually have figured out before anybody what's really happened here. But yeah, I, I want to say I, I, it's taking the same basic story beat from G one and making it make a bit more sense within the story and the characters. Uh, I haven't. I, this is the first time I've watched this episode since it originally aired, and it's it's something. It sort of struck me when I saw Megatron's head. I'm like, holy crap! I forgot that this A was so early in the series. I forgot mm. that Megatron was still leading Professor Sumdak around, mm-hmm. and that was su- just one of my favorite parts of Transformers animated. And I think this, I think this, as a plot device, that works really well to sort of explain how the Dinobot, you know, I think they just work really well together. And I think that, I think in general, animated, like from a story editing point of view, did a really good job of progressing things along, at least in the first season. Oh, yeah, it's, I mean, I'd forgotten this was the one where Megatron revealed himself. I forgot that happened in this one. And, you know, it's it's good in in the greater sense, because you can point at this episode and... You can say it's not just 
the one where the Dinobots come, and it's the one where Megatron reveals himself yes. as Professor Sundeck, yes. and they sort of set the whole ball rolling for what will carry on through till the very end of Season 1 with Megatron manipulating him Sundeck to get his body back. And it sets the seed of Megatron experimenting with some technology, and that'll give us things like Soundwave and uh, uh, Nanosec will happen as a result of that. And it's just how, it's just the tight writing of animated, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I, a couple things I really... This episode reminded me. I miss Bulkhead. Like, to me, yeah. I like Prime Bulkhead. But to me, Animated Bulkhead is the real Bulkhead. I mean, Not he, one-tenth of the charm of Bulkhead. I tell you what, though, what I'd really forgotten about it was that Bulkhead actually annoyed me in this one. And I'm not the kind of guy who gets annoyed by the Kid Appeal characters or anything. But I'm like, ah, oh, stop being so overtly friggin' goofy, would you? Because yeah. this is where they'd actually found Bulkhead's niche, you know? This was a good, what, seven episodes or so before they introduced him to art? And then they did the whole Space Bridge thing with him in Season 3 as well. But this was before mm-hmm. the character essentially had any redeeming features beyond uh, cute and, and klutzy. You know, this was before they fleshed him out at all, and it was like, it's nice that you're trying to better yourself, but the final moral of the episode was, no, it's okay to be a big dumb klutz sometimes. You know, this I like the part really had those extra dimensions that made him, that, that make him so likable now as we look back on him as a character. This is one of just him dicking about, and it didn't entertain me as much as it did when I watched it originally. I was part where Bulkhead came in and hit all the stuff, and he said, uh, you know, did I miss it? And Bumblebee had, had a line, and he said, no, I think you hit every one. And I remembered, wow, it's really cool when Bumblebee talks. <laughs> oh. And Bumblebee keeps talking, and you remember, maybe not so much. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and it's just... It's kind of a subtle thing, and, and it's, I'm sure, not intentional, but it did kind of get a little bit of a chuckle. You know, watch Again, I'm watching all of these when we do these uh, rewinds. We always usually watch them all together. But um, thinking about, like, Beast Wars Megatron being a T-Rex, and then here's Megatron, like, using dinosaur bodies as a prototype. I'm like, eh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. But, um, and he, I mean, obviously he goes on to do other things as well, but... Um, but no, I mean, I thought this was. I mean, this is reminding me just how like fun like the series could be. I mean, even just being, being you know, more more of a juvenile series and not not meaning that in a bad way. Yeah. Just no, you know, yeah. the target so, audience was. So, so you know, I, one thing that I really love about this one that just just reminded me again is something that ebbed away later in the series as the scenario changed. But how great is Corey Burton's Megatron? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, he's, he's just, it's like, if he had arms, he would be pressing his palm against his forehead as he as he described his terrible situation. My prospects are grim. <laughs> am, I, am I the only one who felt like Corey Burton was uh, throwing a little bit of Boris Karloff in there. I mean, not like oh. stereotypical, you know, lispy yeah. Boris Karloff impression, but actual Boris Karloff, what he sounds like, some of the mannerisms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Classic yeah. actors like that are like what a lot of Corey Burton would draw on. He's just, he, yeah. he just camps it up whenever whenever he has Megatron spinning a lie to some deck. It's always, oh, such a terrible tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. and, I, and, all, and all I can picture is, you know, the Grinch lying to Cindy Lou Who. That's what, that's what I get when he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so in in this episode, uh, when they introduce um, the Dinobots and Grimlock, and they inst- they create the animosity that the Dinobots must have with the other Autobots, um, they, it's like you know, cars bad, you know, cars bad. Uh, but and 
I remember thinking this when I first saw it, and then they're like, "Car robots bad. Car robots." Was that intentional? Do you- Derek Wyatt has said it wasn't. It, ha- but, you know, when you get this in the same episode as where Bulkhead slams into Slag and goes, "Excuse me," you do start yeah. to wonder. Uh-huh. Mm. But Derek Wyatt says it wasn't intentional. I don't. I, I when I first saw it, I thought that, and watching it again yesterday, oh, every, like, holy crap! I mean, everybody was looking for references in animated that weren't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, one interesting thing, and I, I don't remember if it was revisited uh, at the beginning of the episode. Ratchet had made the point to say that the, the Autobots had been around for ten billion that with a B, with a B years. Jarred me a little bit. <laughs> Thirteen. The, the universe is like 13.7 billion years old. I don't know if there was enough metal in the universe 10 yeah. billion years ago to create Cybertron or transforming robots. I know playing within a set of different kids' cartoon fictional rules, but Cybertron's 12 billion years old in... in um... Oh, wait, or is that million years old? No, no, tell a lie. I'm telling a lie. I'm mixing up my millions with my billions. Never mind. Ignore me. Yep. I mean, cer- I mean, certainly it doesn't have to be, you know, like, scientifically accurate, but that just, no. that just struck me. Ten billion years, that's a little excessive. Yeah, well, the god that created them was born at the moment of the creation of the universe. He didn't sit yeah. around. <sighs> sure. He can make metal. He, he could yeah, he's god. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does god need with the starship? He can make his own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I, 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 I just referenced one of the worst Star Trek movies ever. One of Nemesis. <laughs> yeah, so just, yeah, Nemesis is worse. Nemesis is much worse. I'm, that's, uh, yeah. Mm, yeah, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> but I like, but you know, I, I like this episode. I don't think it's necessarily a standout episode, but it's it's in a way in a way it's sort of quaint in how it's it's still. Animated trying to find its legs, and it's still animated, tr- you know, sort of like positioning itself. It's not the balls out crazy, you know, uh, reference a thon that we got later. And the characterization's not quite there, but the seeds are there. Ratchet's still, you know, cranky and old. Bumblebee is young and funny. Ratchet, you know, uh, Bulkhead is big and lumbering. Uh, Prowl, you know, is in tune with things. And I miss, 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 miss animated Prowl so much. Yeah, yeah. I just still miss animated. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. That I, I, that's every. I know I go back to it, but every time I watch Prime, it's like this. There should have been more animated instead of you. I, I cannot forgive <laughs> you for this. It's funny, yeah. you know. I, I was realizing as I was watching this, and Bulkhead was goofing and goofing around, and it kind of irritated me in a way that um, it it didn't originally. But I do realize Prime has kind of shifted my tolerance for that sort of thing because Prime has moved to, to being so straight all the time and then the goofy fun stuff is going on over in Rescue Bots and it has created this imaginary line in my head you know, when I look at Animated and I'm like what, what I remember from Animated is all the cool stuff and then when this doofy shit kicks in I'm like oh yeah this is in here as well and I don't mm. hate it but I'm like I'm looking at Bulkhead and I'm going you, you get so much better we're just not there yet mm-hmm 